Welcome to Sky Squids. We are back with another episode, and this is our entrepreneur episode. And I'm really excited to bring this to you guys because every week, uh, every third week of the month, we're going to start doing uh, entrepreneurship and promoting. Uh, friends, not not just our friends, but you know anybody th- that we know that is struggling with their business. But just because we have them on here doesn't mean they're struggling. I mean, just you know, going Don't through COVID, going through COVID and stuff. You know, some business have struggled. So this is just another outlet for everyone to come on and put their business out there, promote it. My name's Ambrose Segala. I am your host and my other host here. It's your boy Black Zeus, you know what I'm saying? Marlon MTV. Y'all may know me from plenty of names and backgrounds, but uh, co-host here in the building. And we have a special guest. This is uh, my friend Jennifer uh, Willoughby, and we've known each other for (laughs) how long? Forever. (laughs) I feel like forever. Forever. And... uh, (laughs) And We do want to set the record straight, though, just if this is your first time listening... We do have a new format. True. So we typically do conspiracy theories first week of the month, right? Right. We're doing... Then we're going to do mental health. Mental health is going to be week two. And entrepreneurship is week three. And then week four is kind of like our recap of everything, but also things that we like to talk about, movies, TV shows, uh, current events, celebrity gossip. You know, that's just our. And then we'll address some things, too, from the show. If you guys send in questions or have remarks about anything, you know, we'll read those, too, unless they're bad. But this week is (laughs) Entrepreneur Week. But uh, if you hear if you love this episode, just know that we're going to have this out at least once a month. If you are an entrepreneur, reach out to us. We'd love to have you come on, call in, um, um, promote your business because we want to just spread the love, really. Right, right, right. Every follower that we get, you know, could be your follower, too. Just think of it that way. Come get your money. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we have Jennifer here. and She's going to tell us a little bit about first how or actually, you know what? Scratch that. We got to do the icebreaker. Right. Icebreaker is first. So we have an icebreaker that we do. And uh, this is a collection of questions for a deeper discussion. Okay. So we each ask each other one of these. And it just kind of gets us in a better mood, I guess. I don't know. Better dialogue. Yeah. Okay. So this is your question. Why do you always go first? I don't like that. I, was you a, go I, don't, first. I don't even like the shuffle. It was right, one shuffle. We, we ain't been to Vegas in a while. I've been shuffling these hear. cards. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Oh, you got the Las Vegas show. Hey, I used to live in Vegas, man. I used to live out there. All right, here we go, here we go, here we go. I'm going to go first, and you're going to answer Oh, this. my God. It's going to be the worst one. Just like right. that. <laughs> oh, what's one weird belief you used to have when you were a kid? Oh, my God. I still believe it. All right. What is it? Lay it on us. Y'all are going to laugh at me. <laughs> I believe in Santa Claus, y'all. Why was I just saying that? Show's that's how I know his friends. I was no, about to say I'll tell Santa. You, the only reason what? why, let me tell you, the only reason why I believe in Santa Claus is because when we were little, I, I was probably three or four years old, and we lived in California. Compton? And, no, it's <laughs> Actually, we lived in the hood for real. No. <laughs> we lived in California, Fresno. We came out in the middle of the night because we, me and my brother and my sister were trying to capture Santa Claus. That's what we thought. We're going to catch him. And we went out there and there was Santa Claus was, no, listen to me. Santa Claus was in our house. 
He was in our house and he was setting up a train underneath our tree, our Christmas tree. No. And I swear, I swear I put that on. You ask my brother and my sister, they say the same. We all remember it. And my mom and dad came from their room. So that made it even realer for us. I don't know if they hired somebody or what, but how would we even wake up at like 12 midnight or two in the morning? You know, I don't know what time it was, but Uh, we were getting robbed. That's what I was was going to say. Smoky. No. but no i believe it like that that was my Listen, they got caught and then they just was like you know my dad is like oh, oh, oh. you better make them believe it <laughs> my dad was probably like you better make them believe it or we're calling the cops and then you get out <laughs> but that's mine so let me ask my question now and i hope it's Oh, this, uh-huh. this is a good one for you. In what ways are you privileged? <laughs> uh, Long pause. Uh, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't with y'all. Uh, hmm. Let me. Uh, can we? Can we come back? Let me to help you. Oh, oh, we black. God. We don't got privileges like that. No, no that's a lie. I'm just joking. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, look. Look at my skin tone. No, think I'm about sh- like in what ways are you privileged? Because you have. Um, I just like I walk so many different. I walk so many different lanes just due to like all the stuff that I've done. So it's like when I said like, so I was like, privilege is like weird because it's like, I feel like I'm privileged in a lot of ways, but it also cancels itself out because it's harder for me to do certain things in other ways. If that makes does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I feel like. I think one of the privileges I have is like, okay, I'll give you a privilege, right? So I think there's a privilege in the sense of, so like I'm LGBTQ, right? But I'm privileged in the sense of I can walk that heterosexual line and no one would ever like question. Know about it, yeah. Right? But Unless you wanted them. It's not a privilege because, I mean, I came out on national television, so there's not very many instances where I can really walk that line. So it would hurt me in certain ways where it's like where I want to rap and do music, but it's highly homophobic. But what privileges do you get from, you know, being a celebrity? That's another thing, too. Okay, that's another thing. It's like I get the privilege from being a celebrity. So, um, you know, you get free stuff. I get free stuff. I have social (laughs) media power. I have a voice to a lot of people. Right. You know, I could do something or start something and I kind of already instantly have like a little bit of a platform Mm -hmm. without having to work so hard, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But then it hurts in the same thing because it's like, oh, he's just another reality star trying to like do this or do that, do this. Yeah. So I just feel like I do have a lot of privileges, but I don't think it's something to this extent that I could just be like, I could ride this wave and not have any type of pushback. You know what I'm saying? So, but yes, that I, I, I I have. I've walked many roads and have <laughs> rewarded me success in ways. So we're going to Jennifer. Oh, here we go. <clears throat> Jennifer, what what's a common trait shared by everyone you've dated? Oh, Ooh, it's going to be red flag. I want a red flag. I don't want no positives. I want the red flag. Uh, ain't a got common no trait. A common trait. Lord. It's crazy well, bad. I can tell you. My, <laughs> I was going to say, mine is the one that I was just dating but i don't know i just feel like every man cheats <laughs> that's I not a trait 
That's a trait. That's a trait. That's a character trait. Okay. Okay. Cheating is. I feel like I don't. I don't know. I just feel like you know, as a woman, it doesn't matter. You can. Do so much, you know, across the board. If a man wants to step out, he's he's going to step out. So I just, I don't know. I feel like this day and era, women make it so easy. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Because every everyone's open. Like I seen a post the other day where a woman was like, "If you, something about a man is not supposed to be with one woman." And I mean, if men feel like this, you know, where monogamy is kind of not really there anymore. Monogamy is not really there anymore. Yeah, it's, it's for a lot of people. It's a younger generation. Well, um, can, I, can I play devil's advocate? Though? Okay. Can I play devil's advocate? Yeah, go ahead. Because, and the reason I say that is I'm going back to our roots as African people. Uh huh. We're going back to Africa. We're going back to the roots. Polygamy was a welcomed custom in. Like those times, African, Mm -hmm. you know, cultures, right, where the men were almost expected to have multiple wives because it was a way of procreating, building your tribe, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I just said that to say, could we be getting to a phase in society where maybe polygamy's back on the rise? Have the conversation of polygamy, And, and I'm not saying that like you have to give up on monogamy in a sense, but could we be getting to a phase where people may need to be a little bit more open to a multiple partner system. Because, I mean, Ugh. and I'm not... And I just don't me, like the shit. Like, there's a I lot can't. of boundaries. But wait, you I don't... I think, so in the reverse, you, in the flip side of it, if it's the guy's not cheating on you, but uh-huh. you have him and you have another guy that you like, two guys at the same time, and they're both okay with it, would that work for you? Uh, no if we were talking uh, polygamy i'm not saying this is what you're changing into or this is what you're but is it does it make you think about things is that a possibility that i could you could have two boyfriends uh uh-huh i wouldn't say that so i could be let's i could could be intimate with one but i can't i can't do be intimate with both both. Uh, okay 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 i I can't do that okay okay Uh, I do, I, I do feel like we live in such an overly sexualized age mm-hmm. that I feel like a lot of people are putting intimacy into emotional connection mm-hmm. and separating it from physical. And like right. So I think that that, because we see sex in so much of our society where it was kind of more like a hidden, more private thing, I feel like a lot of people have gotten to that point to where when they do get into a relationship, it's like sex isn't part of the intimacy. And I think that that's where like the polygamy or the cheating and all that stuff. I think that that's where that's coming from. I think it's a part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like we should talk about that. on that. I, I surely need to figure out. Otherwise, I need to go back to the drawing board and switch roles. So. <laughs> Well, it's not for everybody. So, you know, if it's not for you, it's not for you. And there's other people yeah. out there that think the same way as you, too. So, you know, eventually you'll come across somebody. Mm-hmm. But for now, yeah, cheaters, no. But um, getting back into the show, guys, uh, I want Jennifer, I want you to tell me first, how did you decide you wanted to go into this career field? And I want you to tell everyone what the career field is and kind of give them a, a rundown on how it came 
into your plate. So I am a licensed esthetician for DFW Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, and Chandler, Arizona. I specialize in skincare, skin tightening, facials, vajayshals, body contouring. What is a vajayshal? So Yo, hold I, on now. Yes. Oh, let me tell you. Are okay. we tightening up the tight tight? So, so let me tell you. I will wax the vagina, however you want it. I will wax it clean. Landing strips? I, I heard that's popular. I, <laughs> some women do like this. Some some women do, but you know. Some men need a um, directional guide, you know. <laughs> Here you go. This is so where I, you need to go. I'll wax it clean. I'll do an extraction, because you know, sometimes people can like have ingrowns and things like that. I'll do an extraction, a steam um, on your, you mm-hmm. know, the vagina. Uh, we'll go down. You know how you do a facial? Mm-hmm. But it's for your vagina. vagina. <laughs> it's for the vagina. So like, okay, hold on, 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 hold on. You probably shouldn't ask I this did. question. <laughs> I gotta ask. I gotta ask. Okay. Men get it too. Huh? Men come too. Oh no, I ain't worried about that because I know I know a man will go and do that. But what I want to know is is how is it okay? Because that area, you know, that's a delicate area. So like, right. do women get through that? You know, unaroused, like because I mean, I feel like oh yeah, that. Yeah, I've, listen, I mean, I don't, I don't think when yeah. your hair follicles is being stripped, I think <laughs> the last thing you're thinking is about an orgasm. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay, okay. I, 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 I just but say I'm just a, imagining the steam and the, the the hot towel and everything. Yeah, because she said some stuff in there. I'm like, shoot, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna come out with right. a baby smooth vagina unless you want a little design. Yeah. <laughs> she, could, she must have the little the, the middle school stencils. <laughs> want a little heart? You want a little lightning bolt? Right, right. uh, my back continues. Okay, so part, yeah, I'm just curious. Um, no, I do um, Brazilian butt lifts. I am. I specialize in natural body because you know we're in a time where women. For some reason, is getting all this, um, you know, body work done, and I try to let women know that, you know, you're still um, beautiful in your own natural way. Sometimes it just needs a little enhancement, but I don't mean like necessarily invasive, mm-hmm. cosmetically, where you have to go under the knife and things like that. There's a lot of things that's out there that's non-invasive that you can get, you know, instead of getting. The surgery, the BBLs and things like that. So I literally specialize in the cosmetic work and it kind of started because I had this just big fetish for um, Victoria's Secret. (laughs) Victoria's Secret fashion shows. So I used to Uh have a swimmer line called Hugh Blue Swim. Okay. And I just was really obsessed with how, you know, a beautiful woman was walking down, you know, they look perfect just going down the runway and things like that. So, um, it kind of started with the swimwear and things like that. And from there, when COVID hit, you know, swimwear, obviously it's going to have its up and down periods. So during that time I had a niche for cosmetic, mm-hmm. you know, even, even though I do non-invasive, I still love cosmetic work. I'm still right, all right. that nip and tuck. I used to just love shows like that. So, yeah. um, but during COVID I kind of buckled down and I said, you know what? It was the next thing that I was looking into doing besides real estate. That was my next thing. Right. So I buckled down, went to school, went the whole period during the COVID time, got my license and started doing my next 
you know, thing that I love to do. So, so you started when COVID was kind of people were opening back up and things were coming. No, I actually started everything when, when we started, as soon as we kind of got right, right at being shut down, Mm -hmm. that's when I started everything because at first we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't do anything. And I was like, I'm not going to just sit here. And the guy I was dating at the time, he stayed in front of the computer like 24 seven on stocks. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So I had to find something. Something to occupy your time. Yeah. And that's what I did. I buckled down and, and, and got that. And then my next thing was real estate. So, so I have entrepreneur background too. So like I'm getting ready to start a clothing line, uh, streetwear line. So I know the big thing is, how do people reach you or how do people get your services? Like what's the best way to get your attention to like, yeah. You know. So you can definitely follow me on Instagram. Cool. The page is called body by blue and it's spelled B O D Y. And then the letter X B L E U. I am located in Irving, Texas, 2300 Valley view lane, suite nine zero one. Now it is by appointment only, obviously. Um, my books do fill up quick. I do go between here and Chandler, Arizona. So sometimes, you know, if you can't catch me there, you come to Arizona, of course, but that is a, you know, in Dallas, that's where you can find me at. Okay. But you, would you prefer people to reach out to you Instagram just to set up the appointment and like, yes, because you know. it'll show, it'll have everything in the uh, bio as far as the contact, you know, okay. where to get to me. Body by blue. And so when you say Brazilian butt lift or butt lift enhancement, mm-hmm. what is it? What is it? What's the technology that you're using versus the non-invasive with? going to get it done so with the butt lift itself it's just um a an extreme suction that's put on that you're usually there for like 45 minutes to an hour and what it is is causes trauma to your own natural body tissue mm-hmm. to make it plump and fluff up so we all have obviously fat and collagen that's mm-hmm. within so instead of it being injected it's kind of like you can do a transfer naturally with the suction so again it, it's it just causes it's like pulling it, that it's, stuff it's, into it's that pulling section. and tightening and toning your natural body fat right okay so uh, most people like women come in who are flat as a board you know what i mean but they come in and get the treatment done and you'll see the uh, results and even if you go on a page you'll see you'll see results automatically you know after your first session so and is this something that and this is something that is like permanent or like so you keep up with it for a while and then it's like boom you're good there are women that come and get it often because they just want to keep that perkiness but you know you could have to sit and maintain it because obviously it'll if you don't you know work out and things like that Mm -hmm. it's going to drop so i wouldn't say that it's just permanent permanent to where uh, you know, once you, you get it done, it's out. like, you, right, right, right. right. So it, it's going to last a long time itself, but you know, you have to maintain it. Also but that's just like with plastic surgery. If you mm-hmm. go get a Brazilian yeah. butt lift and then you sit down and eat, you know, and eat and eat and eat, mm-hmm. it's, you're yeah. going to have the same. And see that what bothers me too about plastic surgery. They don't tell, like a lot of doctors don't tell you all the maintenance afterwards. Like you have to get post-op done. Women have to come in. They try to come in the office or whatever where they're leaking and drainage. You have to, you know, squeeze that fluid off of them and things like that. Um, Or they'll become like somewhat deformed or, you know, can get scar tissue and things like that. So if you don't take care of it good afterwards, and that's a whole nother bill, you know what I mean? After you pay, you know, whatever, that's a whole nother entire bill. You know what I've been seeing though, and I don't. This is, and this might just be because I'm a fitness head, and like I'm in a gym, and like you know the whole nine. But like what I'm starting to see is this, like it's this 
overly cosmetic look. So like yeah. I'll see these girls mm. on like Instagram and you can tell they're doing like all that tummy stuff where like they go in and they like melt all the fat off of the air sculpting or the fat freezing. I guess. I don't yeah. know what it is, but you can tell the difference between like a girl that's like like they have a naturally flat stomach or like they're actually like dieting or they're actually like just like working out and doing it versus mm. like the ones that are going in there every like two weeks and they're like I guess they're getting it like sucked out mm -hmm. and their stomachs they look flat and they got like the I guess the curvature but that's plastic but looks, surgery but body. it looks just like yeah. but it doesn't look right like you know what I'm saying it's because like, it's hardened up it causes scar oh, tissue and if you if they don't go right. in for the treatments to massage it'll become like brick hard so that's what you—that's what you see. I can only imagine, like, if I had, if I could touch it, I'd be like, "What?" I was like, "Girl, your abs harder than mine," <laughs> and didn't even work out for him either. And, and it ain't no, but it's, you know, it don't even be no abs there. It just be flat. It should be flat, but like, it, it's just that unnatural. Like, well, that's because our body wasn't meant to. Like, if you're that skinny, there's some people out there that are like that, naturally just really thin, and their stomach is flat. That's normal. But for no, somebody no, to go in, they like, got right, hips, they got hips saying, like every week and every. Everything and you're going in and doing that body sculpting, yeah. eventually mm -hmm. you're going to look, mm -hmm. you know, like a plastic right. surgery botched. Well, I got right. a question for you men. I want to know, when you see women like that, do you feel like they do it for themselves or for the attention of a man? For the attention of a man. Because right now everybody's trying to find the richest man that they can ride the train on until, you know, who knows when, until the wheels fall off, till the plastic surgery wears off. Because <laughs> that's what you see. Like, honestly, on social media has become nothing but what I have and um, this is what I can offer, which is my body. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why all the OnlyFans came out. Why? They're not doing it because they're showing off their perfect body. They want money. They want to check. I think right. because it's insecurity. Insecurity. Just, it could be that too. Yeah, that's and a I part just, of it. I mean, I just be. I, I, I mean, I just think it's insecurity because I'd be like, I've, I've, I've seen girls that don't wear a lick of makeup. They don't. You know what I'm saying? They dress like tomboys or whatever, and they're beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. I've seen women that are plus size and don't wear a lot of makeup. You know what I mean? They just wear their natural beauty and they look beautiful. Like I see I see women that are beautiful on all spectrums, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like majority of women like go into that whole plastic surgery overhaul because they're trying to fix something that they feel is wrong or they're trying to fix something that they feel they lack and it's just like Have you ever I've thought never about met a female that wanted plastic surgery that was 100% confident in how they looked? Mhm. Mm I mean, maybe Botox just because wrinkles is a natural part of life. Like, yeah. you gotta, that's just something we can't stop, regardless of yeah. how beautiful you are. But, like, when they start getting to, like, the extremes, it's like, baby girl, what, what, where's the trauma? Like, yeah. what's going on? I have friends now that have had work done and they're not satisfied and they want to keep going back. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's how it starts, too. It's just like when you get your first tattoo, you like it and you're like, okay, I want to get another one. I'm going to get another one. Same thing they say with plastic surgery. You I go mean, under the knife once, you go under it again. And it's happened to me. It might be some of those people out there that just enjoy it, though, too. Like, yeah. I mean, I watch Botched. This is mad crazy, yo. Oh, I yeah. watch Botched, and I've seen some people go in there and they're like, I just love plastic surgery. I, I yeah. Just, I just I have to keep getting <laughs> surgery, Doc. Like, they have, like, I know diamonds in their teeth, and, like, and yeah. the one guy that wanted to look like an alien, he oh, went on there. And, you know. The Kindle. I mean, I can, I'm not. <laughs> Not ashamed to say Dog that I've had scares me. Yes, scares. Oh yeah, I've seen you know him. He gets he 
He's actually coming out. Well, I don't know if he still is, but apparently he was coming out with his own uh, muscle prosthetics for your chest and like abs and arms. And yeah, because he has a guy. His, I think they did. I think he came back because, you know, Eric watches it all the time. Mm-hmm. So he came back for like a second episode and I guess his best friend does stocks or something like that uh-huh. and designs prosthetics and like they showed this guy everything on him it's like he has bicep implants tricep implants he has chest implants ab implants and calf implants yep i'm like bro it's called a gym right but he could just choose one? not to eat and be thin and he just has this nice body but you're carrying around all this other it don't, but it don't even look <laughs> but it's like it goes back to that thing of like that unnatural look it's like you uh-huh. got it but you can tell some it's people not. want that plastic surgery look, though. Some of them do. Some of them do. I, I, I will say that. Mm. But what formulated it has to be something. It's, it's some trauma. It is. It, it is insecurity. You were right because honestly, I, I'm not ashamed to say that I've gotten things done mm-hmm. to myself, and it, it. I don't do drastic things, but you know. I have insecurities mm-hmm. with things on me. Everybody has insecurity, and you want to look better, especially 100%. in your face. So I can see how that would translate into first I did this, and now I look good. I look so much better. I want to do this, too, and then I want to do this, too. And next thing you know, you're a walking, yeah. you know. Yeah. There ain't no coming back. And I mean, and, and, and I, I don't want to sound like condescending in the sense of like, if you're insecure about something, that's okay. Because yeah, we all I mean, have things that we're insecure about. So I don't want people to think like, oh, they just think they're so perfect. No, I'm insecure about stuff too. Like we all have those insecurities. I just think that like we're seeing some unhealthy mm-hmm. way people are trying to deal with these insecurities. And that's where you like, I feel like someone like yourself with your business comes in because it's like, all right, if you are insecure about these things or whatever the case may be and you want to fix them, here's an alternative that's not as, I guess, as drastic, as you know, drastic. if you don't really, because some you, people you don't, don't like results. it, mm-hmm. they wake up and they're like, oh my God, I don't like it. And they're like, that's not what you're going to look like. But even when the swelling goes down, there's people that they don't like it. They right. want to look like themselves again. Right. Where they can come to you, it's like, okay, you ain't got to go. And then two, I feel like, you know, you got girls that are willing to, and, and guys get plastic surgery too. I guess I'm just mm-hmm. more so focusing on girls just because it's your, mm-hmm. it's more catered to your business. You know, I, I remember I had a roommate and she would get plastic surgery done, but she would purposefully go to DR or it is DR. Costa Rica. Is it mm-hmm. DR? She would purposefully go to DR to get it done ex- super, super, super cheap. And then basically fly right back at, right back after the surgery. And that like, I didn't even process the fact of post-op. Like, post-op. Mm-hmm. It's like, who's doing your post-op? Because they have you, to find someone. Right. And I'm like, and, you know, and a lot of doctors shade. in the U.S. don't want to do the post-op. post-op. Mm-hmm. She wasn't doing the post-op. I don't think she was. I mean, she may have, but I she, mean. She probably had hardened up and, and wasn't taken care of like she should. But, you know, you know, I just feel like your service comes in and it's just like, all right, hey. Yeah, I don't. And I don't want women, men, because I have men, women, transgender come in my office and get things done all the time. I don't want women to think that I'm just against it because I'm not. Because honestly, if it came down to it, I'd probably get something done. You know, I'm right, not right, right. against it. You know, I just, just want you to know I'm not, not against it. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. <clears throat> um, but I just want women to know that, you know, there is na- other natural uh, and non-invasive ways to go about it before you go into the knife. So mm-hmm. definitely try those, you know, revenues before 
you go and spend the money, this big bill to have this surgery done because it's a lot of work afterwards. And a lot of people, a lot of women don't have the money, like they'll have the money to take care of, get this surgery and things like that. But they don't even know that, like I said, it's a whole nother bill for the post-op. Afterwards, for post-op care. I thought that was included in the price, to be honest with you. No. That's what, I mean, I that, that was just that my understanding. Honestly. I thought you pay that price, this doctor cuts you up, and then like this is the same doctor you go back to, and he kind of like, you know, uh, follows you through like your little recovery and mm-hmm. you know, all that, but I thought well, that was they all do, in the they price. They do have the recovery house, uh, like a recovery house afterwards that doctors have that they will watch you or, you know, kind of uh, keep good close watch for you for maybe like a week or two it just really depends mm-hmm. but after that you're pretty much yeah, on yeah. your own to take mm-hmm. care and maintain yourself nah fam and nah, fam. not just the the services that you offer but you also offer um your own products as well so i have one of them i do it is called the x shapeshifter slimming cream you guys can't see it that good we'll put some promo pictures um when we upload the episode of it oh sorry she said slimming cream i need to put this on my abs no yeah it's really good for so anytime i do a treatment on a woman i put it on i'll wrap them up um it you can use it in the gym you put it on right before you go work out it what it does is shrink down your adipose tissue which is you know the fat that, cells, that hard fat to get rid right. of. Right. So, um, you know, we have visceral fat. We have several la- layers when it comes to fat. You mm-hmm. know, um, it definitely shreds off that adipose tissue, make you slim down, and tightens and tones you at the same time. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's mine. It's whose? That's mine. I bought yeah, it. Yeah, he didn't order a couple of jars. <laughs> so. uh, I'm a, I, you know what? Mm-hmm. I bring it back. Mm-mm. I'm going to just test it out. Oh, I'm going to give my it a trial run. You know. I need it more than you do. What are you going to put? Where are you going to put it at? <laughs> I want my abs to be popping like those, those, like those. Uh, oh IFBB my god! Pros. Oh my goodness! You know what I mean? Like you know. So, yeah. um, besides this, I know you had some other ones that you don't have with you right now, but we can put pictures up of them if you mm-hmm. want to talk about the other ones that you offer as well. Well, I have a, a facial wash and serum. It's called the X Effect. So um, that one, because, you know, my name is Blue itself because I have a love for the ocean. I had got with the chemist who kind of got the products where it's like certain algaes from the ocean Mm -hmm. and things like that to help stop the aging process. So it slows it down. So do you have a kit or is it like a toner and a moisturizer? So the wash, the serum is a a serum and toner all in one. And then there's the wash. So do you have a website for these or I do. It's uh bodybyblue.com. See, look, <laughs> look, look, you better put it out there. And she's prepared. Bodybyblue.com. Yes, and it's, it's body B-L- by blue across the board. B O D Y and then X B L E U. All right, all right. Get your cream. I'm getting me some cream. <laughs> Don't be surprised. I'm gonna have if that I all over here. He's gonna come over with it. Look, like, next next entrepreneur oh episode, God. I'm gonna come in here glistening. And it actually <laughs> smells really good. Um, I like the smell of it. It's Ooh. like a light. It's like a very mint, a very hint of mint. Yeah. The reason I did like that, when people go to the gym and stuff like that, you smell and sweat and the salt and things like that. Mm -hmm. To me, it'll just kind of takes your senses elsewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to focus on that. Now, can I put this on and lay in the bed? If you want to, (laughs) but wrap yourself up. Yeah. Right. With the wrap. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 
I got I got one of those uh, <clears throat> sweat body things. Uh-huh. That you I have the whole thing. thing that covers oh, you your whole, whole like, body. Fast. I'm just gonna like rub it all on. <laughs> I need I need to get one of those because I literally when I go to the gym, mm-hmm. um, you know you know women we put on our waist trainers and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. I just got one that's like a vest and I love it. Yeah, I have the mm-hmm. vest. That's what I have. It's the you best. Sweat one. way more that way too. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I see a difference with it. But I have been using this and or in a sauna. That's even good too. Oh yeah, oh, think yeah. about that. Man, I'm at Planet Fitness right now. We ain't got no song. <laughs> now, now, and it's the crazy thing though. It's like, okay, so you know, we used to live in McKinney, right? Mm-hmm. So it's I was sport. That, that's how I was used to be privileged. We lived in McKinney, and I had like five gyms around me, and it was all like building new gyms. So everybody was like putting out all these little great enrollment specials. So I had like four different gym memberships, but I was only paying like 15, 20 bucks a month uh-huh. at all of them, right? And we all had saunas. They had like red light therapy. One had like sauna chairs. Like I was gym hopping, getting all the amenities. Now I'm at Planet Fitness, and it's trash. But I always want to try start that Equinox. for two dollars for the first month. Do you know what that Equinox bill look like? I know, but I heard that it is I awesome. Think, and they have valet. No, 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 no. Okay, the Equinox by the Gamerhood. Yeah, it's trash. Oh, really? It's trash. Okay, look, it's it's small. Your I think your house is about the size of their entire gym. Oh my gosh! I I kid you not. Like showers and everything, it's very small. It and looks they big from the like, outside. But that's the thing, that whole building is not Equinox. Oh. That building has like a, it has like a juice bar in there. It has like leasing offices. It mm. has like all this other stuff in there. They just have that, you know, when you're driving by and you see where everybody parks mm-hmm. on that corner, theirs is basically that little bottom corner floor, area. that one bottom floor in that little corner area. Oh, no, I'm oh, not wow. going there. But Troy Aikman works out there, so they charge like, I think it's like one fifty a month. Yeah, it's one fifty a month. And I'm like, okay, bro, Troy Eggman ain't giving me no personal. Why tips, Troy Eggman ain't working out in in Frisco? Does he live over here? No, he works out of the Equinox in the game. You know, I sat next to him before at um, Colvines. I didn't even know I was sitting next to him. I, I what was the hell on is a, I was on a date. <laughs> oh, that's rich people stuff. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pizza place. It's really good. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's really good pizza. But it's a, like a low key place, and they have mm-hmm. like candles lit and stuff. So here I am on this date, and the guy sitting next to me, this lady walks up to him. She's like, "Mr. Aikman, your car is ready." And I'm like, "What the hell?" I was like, "Mr. Troy Aikman." Oh yeah, no, he like Dallas. He had a hat on, like yeah, and he nah, was low key, nah. and he was by himself, and he got up and left. I, I yeah. don't want to bother him. He looked like he didn't want to be bothered, right? We're at yeah. a nice restaurant. Troy Aikman, he like he's like that dude. I mean, he's like that guy from mm-hmm. football. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. That. So yeah. yeah, he can't. Yeah, he got to be low key anywhere he go. <laughs> Dallas um, kind of cool though. <clears throat> My first celebrity sighting in Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. Now I do want to. Um, I I do want to talk about just like the other side of entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and the whole nine. And I know I and people I'm going to bring this up a lot just because coming from my background and just you know, seeing two sides of the world that we live in from being in football, being in a very, let's just say white dominated controlled industry and just seeing how opportunities are easily accessible in certain communities versus other. I always like to see or hear from fellow African-Americans, mm-hmm. what got you into maybe like entrepreneurship or what 
made you kind of ch- and, and maybe you come from a family of entrepreneurs or whatever but i know like a lot of people of color in general mm-hmm. in this new generation is starting to see that we want to step into that realm of entrepreneurship or politics or these other industries where in our culture has been very very especially as mexicans you know it's been a very very yeah. thing of you go to school you get a you get a, a, mediocre a secure, job. safe job, you work your whole life, and then when you're 60, hopefully Social Security, you know, takes care of well, you. Well, not to right? mention, you know, when you get out of high school, you you get this job, you get married, you have kids, right. and this is your life. You know, right. people tell you, they've been telling us that since we were little. Right. It's like you're 30 and you ain't been married for three years with two kids yet? No. Like, But no. everyone in yeah. high school is, you but, know. Yeah, right. Yeah. So not that it's a bad thing, guys. If that's no. what you want for your life, by all means. 100%. But I aspired to be different, and I know you did. Especially as a black female, you know, there's a whole lot more. You know, said that there's a lot of things there that I feel like culturally, like what what was the tipping point to like you say, like you know what, something's different for me. Corporate world. Oh my god. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. It's trash. I can't. Like uh, it. Oh, my goodness. And Ambrose can tell you, Mm -hmm. I am very, you know, I am very strong minded individual. And I don't really take well to, you know, sometimes people in authority, um, the way they handle you or try Mm -hmm. to talk to you. And I was just like, you know, corporate world wasn't just my thing. It really wasn't my thing itself. I think that's that's pretty much one of the things that just, you know, took me there. Like, I just I couldn't someone superior being over me and handling me or talking to me certain ways. I mean, Ambrose will tell you, we were, we worked at a job and a woman, she literally fired me, you guys. She fired me and was like, (laughs) trying to tell me which door to walk out of, you know? And I was like, I'm going to go get my things. She's like, no, you're not. We're going to mail them to you. No, I'm going to go get my things. And then I saw the door open. First of all, (laughs) listen. Oh, wait, you was there to stay? No, I worked there. We worked together. So picture this. Right. It was just years ago. Oh, but picture this. We work in this giant office. It, it, it's like a warehouse that they put computers and desks in with carpet and made it look nice, right? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. And there's a specific door. And if you are walking towards that door with the supervisor, everyone knows that you're not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody into that door. Yeah. And I saw Jennifer walk into that door. But when I saw the door open, because the door never opens, yeah. it, it, the supervisor comes in through the main doors after they fire you and walk you out right but uh jennifer came back through that door and i'm like oh something's Uh-oh. about to happen what's yeah. this <laughs> they it was a mess like you know it was if you yeah. like he said if you're about to get let go or something like that you won't see them but you'll see them come you know come back out right. no I'm, i came back as well like the li- woman literally sat in front of the door and was like um no you're not going through the door i said you got five seconds to get out the way right you know like, how are you going to mail me my purse and things like that? It was, no. no. So I was just like, I can't do this. I like got that. you. <laughs> nah, I mean, I know for me, like, I played football my whole life. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, corporate wasn't, I didn't really get my very, very real first experience of corporate America until, like, after football was over. And that was, like, a, a shock to me because I was just, this ain't about, like, and, and as much as they say this, it ain't about how hard you work. It ain't about your skill level for the most part. It's, are you shaking hands and kissing ass to the right people because mm-hmm. I think the big thing that frustrated me the most about corporate America is seeing people get job positions that they weren't even qualified for and then the company's willing to pay extra money to give it to this person just because they 
hung out with the right boss right. versus you got five employees over here who actually have the skill set to do it. That is like that 100 percent what happens at every corporate job is they yeah. get rid of the good people that actually want to make a difference right. in work and, and the people that don't work become the boss's because best the boss friend. Is. Mm-hmm. And then they wonder why nobody want to do what they say. It's like, I seen how you worked and what you did to get to this position. You're not in this position because you qualify. You're in this position because you kiss ass. Yeah, because right. you and know someone. Was, yeah. Thought, yeah. And then you want to talk crazy. to. And then that was the biggest thing that really irked me about corporate America is knowing that I could do the job better than my superior, but then, but then being in a position they could talk to me any type of way. Oh, my God. And it's like, and it's just like, dude, I can do the job better than you can. And I just discussed this today with the barber. You know, we were talking about, he's like, so what made you, you know, want to just quit your job? And, and and I told him, like, you know, April 1st of 2019, we got a new uh, boss uh, probably a couple months before that. But I was coming back from a leave because mm-hmm. somebody in my family passed and I went out for therapy, mental health reasons, mm-hmm. and it was all, you know, I had my paperwork, I went to the doctor, I did everything the right way, and the second day, I had been gone for two months, second day I come back, my boss calls me on Zoom or whatever, and um, he's like, hey, we're opening, I just want to let you know we're opening an investigation on you because a lot of people in the office have said that you're not out for the reasons that you're out. And I was just Come like, on. what? I'm like, you guys have my therapist information. You can call her. Mm-hmm. I go there once a week. I go to my other doctor every two weeks to check in with him to tell him how the therapy is going. So you guys have all the paperwork. I don't want to hear any of that. And I said, you know what? You're not going to do this to me. I don't need this job. I do this job for fun. Do you mm-hmm. realize that? Like, I'm quitting. So I quit. I quit right there. I said, you know what? This conversation is over. Hung up with him, called HR. I said, I want to open an investigation. And they're like, on who? And I said, my supervisor. I said, because he, since he has gotten on our team, he has fired five people that are worthy of working for you guys. Mm -hmm. And now you guys have lost those and have to retrain people. Mm -hmm. And he's obviously having a, a, what do you call it? A vendetta. No, um, a relationship with an employee. Um, Oh, conflict of interest. Conflict of interest with an employee that he has gotten very close to Mm -hmm. who has decided to try to tell him these things. Mm -hmm. So uh, after I opened the investigation on him, then I quit. I said, and one more thing, I'm quitting. I don't want to work for this company because of people like that. I said, I'm a good employee. You can look at my track record. Mm-hmm. I'm always here unless, you know, I was out for those two months. But other than that, my uh, employee record was great. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Like, I get it. That's what makes. But honestly, I'm glad because that's what makes us do this you know you start right. your business mm-hmm. and, you know we started the podcast yeah. it, that's what pushes us to do that and it, it's not right but at least we're able to take that and grow from it versus some people land themselves into the next job and they're stuck there for a long time like right. yeah. don't let yourself be in that position anymore that's what I decided like I've never like so like majority of my jobs were like call center jobs just because it's like I didn't have I didn't get my degree because I realized I got like a complicated story but I got like three years into an engineering degree and realized I don't want to be no damn engineer. Like that's like the, my perception of what engineers do versus what actually you do in in a corporate setting. It was like worlds of a difference of a lifestyle that I was, I was like, this is not what I was getting into engineering to do. Like, Mm -hmm. right. So when I first got to work first, I had to do call centers because there was the only ones that would 
offer like people with pretty much no experience a starting job. I couldn't get any job that I was actually qualified for because I had a high level of math experience. I had a high level of, of, you know, a bunch of college courses, but no paper to prove it. Right. And it was just so funny to me because it was just like you get in these in, in, into these settings and you're like, dude, like, like there's people here that have been working here for 30 years mm-hmm. in this same exact position. And and in some cases, it's like I'm getting hired on, getting paid the same amount of money they're getting paid. Mm-hmm. And they've been here for 30 years or they're making maybe a dollar more an hour than me. But they also don't want to leave, and they're they never going to give up that position. So you're never going to be in that position. Yeah, and I'm, no, don't. They'll be in the same start. They're in the same entry level position. And I'm like, you've been here 30 years, and they never try to get a raise. Yeah. You ain't never try to get a promotion. You ain't never try to be a manager. It's it's the com- you know people get comfortable. Oh man, I'm like, come on. I was like, you can't. Like, like really? This is this is the <laughs> best also, that you can mentally the- process for your life is. On the flip Thank side, you for calling Comcast. How can I help you today? <laughs> on the flip side, it is hard for some people because they're stuck in a certain circumstance. Like, let's say you have uh, a home and you're taking care of your significant other and your kids, and you're the only one that's working, and you're they're dependent on this job right now. So no, they kind of have some to put up with that. Some people don't want the extra responsibility, you know? Yeah. Because I've turned down um, many a roles. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, no. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I. I Cause if I take on the bigger role, it's gonna take on. It was gonna take on my exit strategy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I got you. I got you. So it might be that might be that could be the yeah, case for yeah. some people. You know, mm-hmm. not um, everybody, but yeah, yeah. yeah well, not that. at thirty years if you've been sitting there for oh, right. Yeah. You know, but yeah, like thirty years in the same position, or maybe mm-hmm. you laterally moved, like or whatever, or something like. You and just, isn't it funny when you meet someone in the same position as you and you just get hired and you're doing great in your position and you ask them for help and they can't help you because they don't know what they're doing? Shirley, you've been here 30 years. This. How do you not know how to do this? Well, I've never had to. Well, Shirley, you just, you go, you just stay right there, Shirley. You're right. Forever. But but we love and respect you I know, the customer service. They have to be there. Yeah. I, I, you know what I mean? I never want to, let's put this. I never want to knock the way somebody makes their money in a sense of you got to pay your bills and there's nothing that you can do to get around the first of the month. It Mm -hmm. got to get paid. I just, I see people that have so much more to give, but they just got to like, I don't don't even know if it's like they got to get motivated or they got to have a spark or something. But like, there's no way the average human being, and I don't care how untalented you think you are, there's no way you're designed to work a job for 30, 20, 40 years in the same position, your Nine whole to five. life, 40 <laughs> hours a week, and you telling me you can't find one thing that you put 10 hours in a week to that you enjoy doing that could potentially put you in a position where you never have to go back to that job again and be just as equally financially set but more happy in the process of what you're doing. Right. And, and trust me, I know that there are some people that they're 100% happy going mm-hmm. to that job and they're 100% happy going to that job, working them 30 years, getting their retirement. Da, 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 da. I'm not talking about y'all. Like, like if that's what really just fires you up and you enjoy it, do you. Right. right. But I just feel like there's so many people that they never, ever just 
get off the pot and move. They just never, they never just take that chance on themselves that like. Well, a lot of people apparently don't reach their full potential while they're here. And sometimes they might just be happy. I mean, it could go either way. Yeah, true, true. I mean, I don't want to knock nobody's happiness. So that was your deciding factor, you know, after going through corporate America and seeing how they treat their employees. And it's just like, I don't want to answer to anybody. I want to just do my own thing. Yeah, that's part. I still deal with corporate in, uh, you know, a portion of my life on Mm -hmm. on some things. But I 80 percent is my business. And then I just started dabbling into real estate last year. In August, closed on my first home. Oh, 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 come on. Yes, the crowd goes wild. Oh, oh, turn it off. <laughs> I closed on my first home. It's a, um, It was definitely a milestone, but it, it, was, it was a nervous factor for me. But you know how real estate is just taking off right now? Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I have to, you know, I have to put my feet in some, some other things because I'm trying to build wealth. For myself, I want to be on the yachts. I want to be in Monaco. Don't you know? forget about us. <laughs> but so also like I, all of that sounds great. And mm-hmm. people hear this and they're like, oh, man, I'm going to I'm going to start my own skincare line. And stuff. what is the there? There's a big hurdle to it. You know, mm-hmm. this just, just happened for you overnight. So what are the, some of the things that were hard for you or hurdles that you had to go through to get to where you are? Well, honestly, it's this is uh, makes what year two. Um, so obviously there is a lot of trial and error, especially when it comes to skin products, the whole testing of that, you know, because obviously everybody's skin is different. I just pick things and tried several things on my clients and see more so what takes to majority of skin and things like that. But skin, it it takes time to research. So you have to do your research on it. And skin is a a delicate subject, obviously, you know, especially when it comes to you, you have a range of people who have almost perfect skin to severe acne and Mm -hmm. things like that. So you have to be really careful with it, but that's probably one been one of my biggest challenges sometimes just because the fact that I know there's some people who are wanting instant results when it comes to their skin especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to the face because that's what everybody sees first right you know so um sometimes the way people feel about themselves some sometimes that bothers me you know so i i wish i could be the fixer upper Mm -hmm. and just shave off a laser you know your skin but everything you know it's a process so from beginning to end how long would you say that process to develop like this just the shape shifting cream Mm -hmm. how long did it take to develop that like what is your overall time one month two months to because what i'm trying to get overall to everybody is that you can start a business but you have to put in the work you do yep and we're in a world where you have to be you have to show up social media is the key to getting your business out there it's not like how things used to be you put the flyers I mean you still do flyers and things like that but social media everybody's in their phone whether it doesn't matter what time mm-hmm. of day it is so you gotta get out there you have to get out there and make some funny reels some TikToks or something and be seen you yeah. know yeah cause even with us starting Sky Squids you know there was a lot of trial and error for us we've been up since November but this has been in the works for since before that like a minute yeah well, I mean you even started because I mean you, you've been doing a little bit longer because you started 
I started I on the tail end. Yeah, I started on an earlier version that fell through. So that was my trial and error, you know, trying to find the right fit and trying to find the right equipment. And just you have to do your research because there's a lot of podcasts out here, just like there's a lot of estheticians out there that right. have their own products. And it's like, what is going to set you apart from that other podcast or that other service um, business that you're you're in, you mm-hmm. know, whatever field you choose to be in. And people don't realize there is a lot of work involved in it. It really is. Uh, you just can't give up on it because there is a lot of competition out there, especially in the state that we're in. It's who And that's lot. where you also got to do your research, right? Like, is is Dallas saturated with a lot of estheticians that do the same thing? Just that with you cosmetic do? work, period. You know, mm-hmm. I, we're in one of the states that have the largest cosmetic doctors and mm-hmm. things like that. I mean, we have the only triple uh, board certified doctor and he's in Houston, Texas, you mm-hmm. know? Oh, so wow. it's a lot Dr. of, um, <laughs> Dr. Mintz actually, oh. <laughs> he, he's bomb. Um, oh, yeah. okay. but it's a lot of competition out here. Mm-hmm. So you definitely have to get in front of the camera. That's what I've been learning since I've started all this to show up more, you know, because mm-hmm. there's a lot, there is a lot that do work and stuff, but they don't get out there. Yeah. They don't get, so I'm trying to, you know, bring myself out, get a little bit more visual. Um, I go to trade shows, I go to pop-up shops and things like that. And sometimes I bring my equipment and, uh, you know, uh, do some of the people that's there. You could have brought it today. We could have done a facial on me. <laughs> right. <laughs> we will next time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Next time we can do like a video. I, I do want to know too, though, like with your, with your, was this the very, was these two companies or these two they were these are the very first businesses you tried or, were, or did you have anything before this even if it was like selling candy out of the back of your car I don't know. <laughs> but like were these like the your first two kind of like babies of like okay i'm gonna do this entrepreneur thing and this is it well i had the swimwear line that was the more tangible before mm. that i was started on a non-profit for women who had uh endometriosis and things like that what so was that I've it's, heard this name before, and I probably shouldn't know what this is. Don't, like, don't come for me on the Angela Mayo either. <laughs> it's kind of like women who have, like, cysts or fibroids. Oh, okay, um, okay, okay, okay. So, okay. you know, because that plays a big role on infertility. It yeah, could yeah, possibly, yeah. Things like that. So it, I started with that, but that was more on a virtual side. But okay. as far as tangible was the swimwear. Was swimwear. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, cool. I remember my first, my first entrepreneur was we would go to Sam's Club. And uh, you, remember sour, you remember Sour Straws? In middle school, mm-hmm. all right. So we would go to Sam's Club and we would get two flavors of uh, two of the big Sam's Club packs of the sour straws that mm-hmm. came where you get like twelve in a thing. It came in that little plastic tray. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. You can only get them at the lunchroom. What are you talking about? Yeah. Okay. So we buy them bad boys, <laughs> put them bad boys, and then my homie Stephen Sheffield. I remember this because I was uh, I had to stay the summer with him and his family because my dad had to go to Korea or he had to go to some like training in the military and mm-hmm. like kids couldn't go. It was like top secret or some stuff, stuff like that. So I had to stay with him. So anyway, we ended up going to the same uh, middle school and we went to Sam's Club. Got all these sour straws and we were selling bad boys in class for like a dollar 
Fam, it got dog. Business was booming. Let me tell you, we sold out, <laughs> sold out first day. So we had to go back, get more. And then it got so bad, like it got so distracting in classes and stuff that people would be like outside the door and stuff that the teacher was like, y'all can't sell no more. <laughs> that's what happened to people, me. People, that's that's what, what happened to me. People, they were like, nah, y'all ain't paying attention to class. Y'all still here selling. Y'all got like a little drug ring going. They was like, nah, we can't do this anymore. No yeah, my yeah. mom used to go buy us. Uh, my mom and dad bought us uh, Kit Kats and what are the Blow Pops? Remember Blow Pops? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Blow Pops. And, push, Pops. Um, push Pops was like huge. Jolly Ranchers and the little... Dip sticks. Oh yeah, dip sticks was hitting. Yeah, and we used to sell those. Too. I used to just eat the stick. You talking the? Pa- I never the ate stick, tired of the white stick. The white stick. Man, them, them have boys be hitting. Yeah. <laughs> I was so upset that they don't give you two. I was like, man, because like, you want to eat like the stick. You, you can't like, help but bite that stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It never <laughs> made it through the whole uh-huh. bit. Oh no, no, no. We got okay. And this is just this is me showing my color. So, uh, so in middle school, once again, me, you know being the man that I am, I was like, you know what? This fun dip stuff is easy. Like, I ain't about to be paying these people for this. this. You know what we used to do? We get Kool-Aid packets. The big, what is it? The big gallon. The big, the big, <laughs> I'm talking, we get the big, uh, like, You're talking about gallon. the twist off Kool-Aid? Nah, nah, oh. nah, nah, nah. See, they got that from us. They got that from black folks. <laughs> Kool-Aid was like, you know what? We're going to switch the game up. we see what they're doing. No, we get, like, Kool-Aid packets and sugar, mm-hmm. and then we get, like, the big Ziploc bag, and mm-hmm. all we would do is, and, you know, it was like, I mean, Half and half. I think this was. I think this is probably like got a few kids into selling drugs. But what you'd have <laughs> oh to do is gosh. you'd have to put the two Kool Aid packets in there, and then you have to pour a little bit of sugar in there, mix it up, and then you have to taste it and be like, "All right, is the mix right?" And it's like, "Nah, we need a little bit more sugar. Put more sugar in there." And then like you get the mix just right, and you basically had your own fun dip right there. Get that's style. that's just like um, like you know what I'm saying. Like I mean, not, like, not carpeted the batter. I, that's I, just like a pixie stick. What? Yeah, that's basically what it was. It was yeah, a pixie stick a pixie in a bag. Stick. Oh, yeah. And everybody be like, damn, bro, how you got all this fun dip? And I was like... I stayed away from pixie you know stick. What I'm saying? I was like, hey, bro, you know. You I, know. I like pigs. Every time I used to put the pixie stick and you, you dump it, it makes you cough. <laughs> all that stuff. Man, you got to put a little spit in your mouth before you do that. You just, doing, you just dry mouth in this thing. Like the cinnamon challenge. Oh, man, that's day one. <laughs> Boy, that was I used to candy. eat Pez too. I we Pez used to sell Pez yeah, because Pez. it was so important who was at the top of your Pez. The head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I one just, time I, I had ate Pikachu them too fast all the time. Hmm? I just ate them. I was ate them too fast. I had Pikachu. Yeah, Pikachu was hitting. Mm-hmm. I had a. <laughs> I had a Ninja Turtle. I, I was big on Ninja Turtle, so I had a Ninja mm-hmm. Turtle. Broke it. I had Which a one were you? Huh? <laughs> Which Ninja Turtle? Donatello. Why was I going to say that? I, I should have said that. Yeah, I swear to God. Yeah. I was mad Donatello. You look like man. the purple one. <laughs> Get him. Get him. Oh, my God. Go outside. Look. We're playing traffic. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and then I had a Batman one, and then uh, and then Pogs came out, and then it was just like, all right, Pez oh over. Pogs, Pez we're getting we're getting off our subject, but <laughs> going down memory lane. I know, man. You know, memories, memories. But guys, this is something that we're gonna do every third week, and um, we want you guys to come on the show too if you want to send us a DM. Our Sky Squids name it, it used to be Sky underscore Squids with a Z at the end. Now we're just Sky Squids on Instagram, so yeah, it's easier yeah, to find Sky Squids with a Z or email us. But the DM is is the best way to contact us. But you can also email us at skysquidspodcast at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Or if you guys know of a brand, or if you guys know of somebody that you think 
Because the Entrepreneur Week is also about the the story of why, you know, why or what happened. Because, I mean, I do feel like there's a lot of people who have a great business or they have a great business model or they're trying to, you know, do something extremely positive. Like with you, it's like you're trying to give women an alternative to going, you know, from zero to 100. It's like, Mm -hmm. let's, let's try four, five and six first and see if that works for you. You know what I mean? If it doesn't work, then cool you know, take that more serious route. So we also want to have the Entrepreneur Week be a platform for people to tell their story and and their why and and, and maybe reach a group of people that may need their service and don't even know it exists. Mm -hmm. I had no idea that her services exist. And not not only that, you want to feel, you know, a lot of these people, they go to a doctor just because they hear, oh, well, they're good, you know, from Mm -hmm. word of mouth. It's all word of mouth. Mm -hmm. But coming and listening to, you know, Jennifer tell everything to us about her business, how it got started, what it took, that lets you know, you know, she's serious about her position and she wants to make sure that you have the best customer service experience and the doctors don't care. They throw you up on the table, put you under and let's go, you know? And yes, they're nice to you there. I'm not saying that they're mean, but this is more personal when you know the person and you know, you're getting a great service and you know that they actually care. You're not going in and picking off a menu of things that they do every single day. Mm -hmm. You know, this person also cares about what they're Mm -hmm. doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you have any, like, um, I want to say advice or or maybe, like, do you have any advice? Do you have anything, like, motivation? Do you have anything that you would want to say or anything that you feel would have helped you maybe uh, jump into entrepreneurship earlier or anything that you think would help the next person thinking about jumping into entrepreneurship? Anything that you think, think would help them? that you wish you would have known before you started. So I'm going to tell you guys, your circle is everything. Mm, Say it again. (laughs) Okay. So I am going to tell you, and I'll just be real brief about it. Check your surroundings and the people that surround it, because if they are not elevating you or you guys are not helping each other build, you're going to be stagnant. It's, there's no way that you're going to necessarily build unless you, you you have to have someone that's, I would say in a sense above you that you're learning from. And if that's not your circle, you might need to reevaluate because it took me going to Arizona, getting with this man, my ex works for NASA and um, SpaceX. So it really took they me. Hiring. You still got his number? What's his Instagram? Girl. You didn't finish college. I literally just, listen, we just, we recently just parted. But, you know, that man has taught me so much in, you know, the two years that we were Mm -hmm. together. And it just took me to the whole nother mindset. And obviously during that time, I buckled down and, and everything. But he taught me about stocks. He taught me, he taught me a lot of things, you know, and my circle. Well, I have some really, really good friends in my circle, but some, you know, Mm. yeah, you know, pretty much, but you always have those, that network, you, yeah. Cause if you, it, it really does make a difference. If your circle, if you guys are not building each other, it's just, you're not going to go anywhere because Mm. you have to hang with the people that, you want to be like and Mm -hmm. for you you were with this man that has raised himself up so high like he all he knows how to do is to raise you up too but i do do think it's a mindset too though i think it's i think it's more like a mindset because you could be the vice president of a company and be completely crap Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like you know what i mean whereas you could be the janitor at 
you know, an office building and then be running a company in five years. But I do, I do think it's a mindset. There's a, there's a diff, there's a different trigger in how you probably got to see in mm-hmm. your ex-boyfriend. It's like, why wow, he moved different. Like he, he views things different. He's processing things different. And it's like, well, why? And then you, then you kind of get captivated in the fact that like, dang, like, I think I kind of want to do it like that too. You know what I'm saying? Cause like it, and, and I just say that just because it's like, I grew up in a situation where like, I didn't even understand entrepreneurship. I thought everybody worked for somebody. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like I thought that just, that was just life. You just, you, you get a job, somebody's your boss and you just hope to make a lot of money. Like, right. unless you go to the league. And then even if you're in the sports, you, you still got a boss. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know what I mean? So entrepreneurship was one of those things where I had to get around a few other people and, and they were like, bro, why are you doing it? Like, I mean, they would really call me. Like, why are you doing it like that? It's like, you mm-hmm. you got all this going for you. He's like, you can leverage that to make money over here. And I'm like, how? And then they show me and I'm like, mine just blown. Yeah. Like, wait, what? And then it's like, oh yeah, bro, you get, then you start doing this. And it's like, like then, then once this start rolling, then look how you can do this and flip it over here. And I'm like, mind blown again. I'm like, dude, what? Like, I've been missing out on this my whole life? Are you kidding me? Um, but I, I and I think and I think it goes back to that, like I don't think Jay Z said it in a rap song. I'm pretty sure it's just like cliche saying, but he's like your your net worth or your network is your net worth. Right. In the sense of like, you know what I mean? You can't elevate unless you're around people who are elevating. You can't right. like minded people. You should be always be uncomfortable basically. If yeah, you're not yeah, yeah. uncomfortable then you're stagnant and that's it. Right. Like I always enjoyed being around like when I very first started getting entrepreneurship, I always enjoyed being around I always in, it was so I know this probably sounds very weird, but like I always enjoyed being like the most un, like the most un, least least successful person in the room because mm-hmm. I felt like if I was the least successful person in the room, then one I'm around good company, right? As long as these people are actually doing stuff with their life, like you right. know what I'm saying, right? Like, uh, but then there was always somebody I could reach out to to learn from. I always try to put myself in that position where it's like I always want to be, no matter how far up the food chain I go, I always want to be the person that's the least successful because I know that there's always something new for me to learn. There's always someone I can ask of like, how do I go from this to the next point? Mm -hmm. Because as soon as you, as soon as you the big dog in the room, it's like. But that's a good thing because once you transition to that, you know what I mean. How do I get to the next level? I ain't got nobody to talk to. Well, it's well, always I mean, to learn. It's always, yeah. you can never stop learning. You no, know? no, no, for sure. And but. then, you know, if you're the the most successful person in the room, then you can return the favor and help somebody else out. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, 100%. You know, like, 100%. You're in that position, but, um, yeah, it can go either way. Either way. And, and just, you know, I just like to have that one. I, I just I just like to always have someone that's doing that has access to more knowledge or resources or understanding to me because then it's just like you just got that quick. Right. And let's touch hotline. on one other thing too that that I just thought of. Right. Um, Did it hurt? <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about this. When you start a business, whether it's selling candles, whether it's you know this podcast, or you selling your services, or mm-hmm. even later on getting into real estate, the biggest misconception with friends and family is that your services are free, and that that right there is yeah. it, is like 
I'm doing this I with my blood, sweat, and tears. You right. know, this is, I'm putting everything into this. I expect you guys to support me. And when you right. want that discount and when you want something mm. for free, that is not support. It, it's, right. That's just it. It's that's not support. That's coming out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not giving you something for free because I have a business. It doesn't work that way. Even in the restaurant business, if I own a restaurant, Y'all are not coming to eat here for free. Maybe I'll no. let you come and have a tasting, but mm-hmm. you're not going to come here every single time and expect something for free, for free, for free. Yeah. So what I want to know is how, how do you handle this w- when it comes to your family and friends asking you, what's so, the best approach for you? I kind of <laughs> shut it down. It's I, hard, I, right? I, I mm. shut it. Well, not for me. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, I got bills, baby. <laughs> with that money. <laughs> I mean, I shut it down because I stand behind my work and stuff like that. So I mm-hmm. feel like, you know, if it was somewhere else that you were going, you're not going to ask them for a discount. So just because you know me, don't come and ask me for that. You know what I mean? Right. So, but it does happen. I even have clients who message me. They always want to know when the specials are, mm. you know, and you would have to, you know, follow. And, and if if I post something, that's when you will see it. But if that's what you're looking for at all times. I'm going to make sure my books is full. And the the specials are like, the special is like for, you know, a special is for a customer that has been coming to your business and supporting you Mm -hmm. successfully for the last couple of years or year or however long and never ask for a discount because honestly, the specials, people don't realize you're losing money off of that. You're doing that to promote your business, which is another part of the downside of entrepreneurship is people don't know if they like your service or if they're going to like your service. So they want to go in on a discount Mm -hmm. or they want a freebie because they're friends or family. And it it just doesn't Mm -hmm. work that way. It's not fair to you to do all that work and then have somebody go in there begging for a discount, you know, because honestly, let's say that that person that's always messaging you, Hey, you know, you got any discounts, you Mm -hmm. know, one day they come on there and they say, Hey, you got any discounts, Jennifer? And you're like, Oh, I'm going out of business because all I give is discounts discounts. at this point. You know, it's not happening over here. It's not working. So you guys, okay. Right. (laughs) Not happening. So the last thing I would to say that is like what, um, a lot of people, when it comes to cosmetic procedures, plastic surgery, all that stuff, they don't want to ask what the price is. I don't know why, but a lot of people are scared mm-hmm. to reach out to a business. They they see what you do and they see that it's a good service and they're like, oh, it's probably too expensive. Well, I, I have all my items uh, itemized on the uh, site on, oh, okay. on Square. So Acuity, actually, Acuity Scheduling. And so you don't have to question uh, anything. Of course, I have consultations if you want. Um, right now with COVID, I do the virtual ones. I can mm-hmm. FaceTime you or, you know, Zoom. But I have everything itemized. Oh, that's really good because, honestly, the some of the places that I go to, they don't tell you the price. Mm-hmm. Well, so Ever, sometimes until you pay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when you come in, it might be something in an extra that needs to be customized for mm-hmm. you, especially when it comes to like a facial. But other than that, everything else is pretty much across the board. Oh, OK. Mm-hmm. That Well, that's mm-hmm. your competitive advantage right there, because 
like I said so many times, I go on websites and they're like, you got to set up a whole appointment and talk to me and come into the office before I release how yeah. much it is. I'm like, oh, no. it must be really expensive. I'm not going there. <laughs> Bye. My girl. Oh, my Can I get a ballpark? Like, oh, my God. Yeah, like ballpark. So today shit. I asked when I was in the office today, I asked, but uh, I didn't like the response. It was expensive. Um, <laughs> so let me. I, that's I'll, what they I'll do. I'll get back to you. Oh, right. I'll come back to you. It's a maybe, no. Mm -hmm. But I will say, I wanted to touch base just real quick. Um, When going into business, I tell everyone out there, you will be surprised who actually comes and supports you. Like, when I started, I first started in Arizona and then came and opened up an office in Irving. But the people that I least expect and then people who, just came out of nowhere that I haven't seen or talked to in years was my very first supporters before my own personal surroundings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's another thing, you know, and then that makes you, uh, take a look and analyze certain things as well. Also, well, not only that, but like, you know, he told me the same thing. He was like, you know, mm-hmm. our, your people around you are not going to support you right away. And then once it hits big, then they're going to want to jump on board and be mm-hmm. like, oh, well, you really are doing something with your little business. It's not a little business anymore. Like, it's oh, not, yeah. my you know, that, that, how's I've your little business under, doing? Like, no, I've it, never it, understood that, bro. Because, like, think about it. So, like, we live in a society that everybody wants to be rewarded for their hard work. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you work hard, you're like, OK, I want the, the things that come with that. If you work hard, you want things to come with that. If I work hard, I want the things that come with that. Right. But it's just like. The people that know you and are the closest to you that actually see your hard work are the least likely to support you. But as soon as they do something that that requires a lot of hard work, they mm-hmm. instantaneously want the want the like pat on the back and stuff. And I never understood that like as a like as a society or as a people where it's like you will support this stranger that doesn't even know you were born. Kim like, K. No. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there. fair. I mean, fair. Right. right. Kim K. Whatever. Whoever. Right. Doesn't you even know you're the, alive. Doesn't even know you are alive. Right. And you go to the end of the earth to support this person, but it's like the person that you see. The person you see every day putting blood, sweat, and tears into this something, you wanna want you wanna ask for a discount. Mm-hmm. Or you know, you, want you don't wanna you don't wanna retweet or like it because it doesn't have a lot of likes or retweets. You don't oh wanna reshare. Oh my god, that is the wanna... biggest pet peeve of mine. Is... It's just like you know what I mean? Like I don't get that. Like, People you are see like... me every day. <laughs> but guess and what? They're gonna this... see me at the top too. Exactly. So. Right. At the exactly. end and be like, okay, no, you're blocked. I'm not dealing <laughs> like, with uh, that. But that just but you know what I mean? Like that's just so like weird to me because like you wanna be supported for your hard work, but you yeah. got support the people that's right next to you for their hard work and it's just like and that's why i want to you know our platform isn't that big right now we you know people nobody really knows that's not what i tell myself when i go to sleep at night listen Uh, sky squeeze is going somewhere no i'm not saying i don't have any doubt about that but what i'm saying is like so in the beginning i'm like nobody knows who i am Mm -hmm. nobody knows anything about but i'm i know that i'm gonna put everything into this so that I am successful and not just for myself, but I have my obligation to him as us being partners mm-hmm. that I'm going to do my part that I said I was going to do. Okay. So yeah. I, you know, 
it just bo- it does boggle my mind that people do that. And it's your closest friends, it's your closest family, and you realize you can't even retweet this. It do- it yeah. takes but a right. few seconds to like a photo, mm-hmm. to listen to something, right. to just support me, even if you don't like it. It's like you on Britney Spears' page looking at the same photos that's been on there for the last few years, <laughs> scrolling through her whole profile. But God forbid I ask you to retweet something that's actually going to help my business or help yeah. me so and my guys, goals. You know, like this. do that. Hey, like hey. we're here. We are a platform for you. That's what, that's what I created this platform for is for us to come on and actually help people with mental health, actually help people mm-hmm. that are trying to be, um, build up their business. If they're just starting out or mm-hmm. get more business in Jennifer's case, you know, we want to help you guys with that. And, Especially in a time right now when a lot of businesses are closing down. A lot of my favorite businesses closed down. Yeah. And you can't get that back. So why no. not support those people that you you know you're going to love their service. You know you love the service if you're going mm-hmm. and you're at a special discount. Like, let's stop the discounts already. Yeah. You're discounting me as a person, I feel like, when you right. do that, when you ask for something for free. Yeah, I let always me to... offer it. You know, yeah, if yeah, I decide, yeah. let me offer that to you. Because like, you, know you know when to I'm offer that. Right. Like, okay, I'm in a position to give you a discount. But like for you to just outright expect it, it's just like, my dude, let me build a little bit. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, and, my, and my thing is this is like, and I get it. Some people that's like, well, I do want to support, but I don't have the money to afford it. Okay, cool, great. Retweet, like, share, tell somebody. Mm-hmm. That can. You know what I mean? That's free. And then when I get to that point, then... You know what I mean? I will have seen how much time and effort you put into helping me in the way that you can. So then it's like, yeah, bro, I'll throw you some, like, like, like hold on, like, I'll throw you some shirts or some hoodies, bro, because I've seen you out here promoting my stuff to everybody. So, yeah, I, like, like, it's almost expected that I'm going to help you out because right. you help me build, but to just walk in off the street, like, oh, I seen your, I seen your uh, clothing line, bro, let me get a shirt. Right, I haven't seen you since college. Can I get a whole tracksuit? Right, <laughs> hey, 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 bro, I'm a, I kid you not though. Like I've already had tons of people that I have not talked to in years, being like, "Hey, bro, you gonna shoot me some uh, a swag bag when you drop your line, your clothing line?" And I just, I just leave them on red. Okay, I just leave them on red, mm. and they'll like, they'll give me like two or three days. Oh, it's like that. I'm like, it's like that. It's just like that. It, it, it's yeah. like that. I can't. I can't. You know, but it is what it is. That's it. That's it's all part of the business. It's all part of being an entrepreneur. You have you're your own boss. You're your own CEO. So you could be like, no, that's it. Exactly. (laughs) Which reminds me, right? Like you gotta have thick skin in 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 the game of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Like I mean, like you know, I guess maybe like do you have any experiences? Do you? What's your? How how's that been for you? Is like starting something new or starting a business and having to deal with. I mean, not even just the haters, but like just people that doubted you or people that didn't want you to succeed or like, like what's your thoughts on that part? Just having that thick skin when you get into the game. Just block them out. Yeah. That's, that's it. I've always, I don't know. I, I've always had a strong, you know, mind and mm-hmm. ethics about myself. So I just literally block them out. Yeah. Like that's just what it is because I've been, I've always been really, really focused. It's just, you know, again, my surroundings um, kind of sometimes took away from the goal. You know what I mean? I got so you, yeah. I literally, like I said, when I went to Arizona, it took me being away from family and friends and being out there all by myself 
and buckling down and now look, you know what I mean? Boom. So, and it, and that's the reason I'm going back for a whole nother year because it was beneficial for me. Right. So I'm going to take that one year and buckle down again and mm-hmm. then, you know, come back and might, might end up in Florida somewhere in Miami. Right. Double up <laughs> okay. on them real quick. <laughs> well, uh, guys, we're going to wrap up our show, but, um, I definitely want to thank Jennifer for coming out here. Cause, um, it was a long ride for her. <laughs> oh, girl, where are you coming from? Uh, she came from Fort Worth. Uh-huh. Came from Fort Worth to Dallas, and it, oh, it's wow. late in the day. It's already about to be 11 o'clock, and here we are. So. And Ambrose was and late. That, Marlon was late. Oh. And that, that's another part to the entrepreneurship, because, <laughs> you know, here you are promoting your business, and you're out late hours, mm-hmm. and that's just part of it. it it's all what you put into it. It's a hustle. I was hoping I was going to get some like quail egg and stuff like that. Oh my God. Ah, get up. Get up. <laughs> you wanted a quail egg appetizer? Am I? I'm just joking. <laughs> oh my God. I know the quail. We had, uh, we went to Kona Grill, remember? And we yeah. had the quail egg on the on but the avocado had, toast. You had that made that quail egg at the house too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was an ostrich egg. Oh, I thought yeah. it was quail. It, uh, it was an ostrich oh. egg. Ostrich quail egg. eggs is it like was huge. Little, I showed it to you guys. Like it looks like it, a giant egg. You know, it it does taste kind of different because it when he cooked it, it kind of looked like half egg, half potato. So yeah, I don't know what it, it the, was. The white. It, there's too much white in there, and. <laughs> The look on it. Yeah, I think the yolk, <laughs> it makes it, when it's cooked, it look like potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Don't cook no damn ostrich oh egg my God. when you come over. I don't want I'll that. make it. It was one. huge. I want it chicken was like egg. Willy Wonka size. <laughs> really? Like, no. But quail eggs are like this little, because those are the ones that were I on the. I got them mixed up. Yeah, the avocado. No, I'm just saying. the Those are good, though, too. Those yeah. were really good. I want chicken eggs. Y'all doing some weird stuff. Oh, my God. Well, guys, thank you for joining us. Um, Again, reach out to us if you want to be on the show. And uh, this is Sky Squids. And my name is Ambrose Ayala. It's your boy, Black Zeus. It's Jennifer. Thank you guys for having me. You're welcome. And we'll have you, you again next time. Sexy voice. You should have put the sexy voice. Okay. That's, yeah. <laughs> say it it's, again. It's Jennifer. Thanks <laughs> for having me. My number's 214. Oh, no, I'm my kidding. God. Oh, shoot. We have to cut that out of the show. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye, you guys. <laughs>